conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that single-handedly is responsible for the creation of the most popular name for girls in the year 2000. I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, unfortunately, not named that name, is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, please refer to me as only Madison for the rest of the show. Um, okay. Also, I bought a plant today, so Ooh, I'm a great. Kind? It's a flower. Uh, I don't. I don't really know, Just, but the petals look like balloons. Like I don't know how to explain fun. it. It's pretty cool. It was five dollars at the pick and save, and I went in to purchase some vegetables for dinner. And instead, well, not instead. Also, I bought a flower. <laughs> is it a? flower that is in a pot and you water it and it'll keep growing or is it yes. just a single cut long stem no because i think that's what gage thought i bought when i said i bought a flower because i still have my flowers from valentine's day even though they're starting to look a little rough but um uh-huh. no i just i'm turning into one of those girls or just people i know plants are not gender conforming um i'm one of those people who now like just sees a plant and is like i need it mm-hmm. even though i don't flowers just bring me joy and plants you know about my aloe and how big he is right yes i do yes okay he's a big boy how where's what's your stance on plants dan i think they're fine um they've because of our cat they're all currently confined to our bedroom Mm -hmm. which is the only room that has a door on it so we can keep her out of it um and because it's been so cold recently Mm -hmm. today was nice which is delightful, but when yeah, it, was it was gorgeous below zero for a week, the plants had frozen because we have really drafty windows and everything in our 120 mm-hmm. year old apartment. So now they're on a folding table in the middle of our bedroom that I have to sneak around every morning when I wake up. So oh. I don't know if I'm a fan of that, but overall plants are fine. At my oh. old apartment before we moved here, Mm-hmm. I wanted to get plants, but we, I didn't get any direct sunlight, so oh, yeah. nothing would have worked. The one I bought today is medium sunlight, so you know. I don't mm. know where I'm going to put can it yet. It talk to ghosts. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. I'm trying to find a picture uh, of my plant, but I can't find one. I'll just take an actual picture later when I'm not on my butt anymore. Uh, before we get started, I need to give a quick plug. I was recently featured as a guest on the podcast the shit that happens to me Mm. um hosted by stacy nye where i talk about movies um that i love that are terrible so if you're interested in that look it up i'm sure you included troll too i did (gasps) um Really? I was half kidding when Actually, I said that. Actually, I don't it depends cuz we recorded this podcast a while ago. We might have recorded oh. it before I saw Troll 2, but I definitely okay. talked about the room. Um and I I think I compared and contrasted to Footloose cuz I hate Footloose. Oh god. Uh, I'm not talking about the original. The original Footloose with Kevin Bacon is a joy. 
I will punch dance to never by moving pictures on my deathbed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will punch Miles Teller because of Footloose. Um, He would win in a fight. He was in that boxing movie. But oh my god, I'm just thinking about Whiplash. Great movie. If you're interested in hearing me talk to someone else who is not Anna, I don't know why, but you can look up. The shit that happens to me wherever you get your fine podcasts or even your bad podcasts. Um, That's my plug for this week. Anna, I guess you can plug something if you want. I don't have anything to plug. Um, The dog I fostered a while back (laughs) is, uh, I said that and then I immediately remembered, (laughs) is up for adoption. Uh, She had four applicants already, but you know, just in case they all fall through. Or if you want a dog, check out Off yeah. the Chain, Milwaukee. Off the Chain, MKE. They're super awesome, and I work with them, the people who run it. And they're cool. And also, dogs are great and just provide a lot of serotonin in general. So mm-hmm. look into getting a dog. Okay, thank you. Oh, adopt, don't shop. Okay, now I'm done. I'm done. There we go. Uh, so, the movie that we are talking about today, unrelated to anything that we've been talking about before, um, if you couldn't tell by the title, it's Splash! Uh, uh, Gage had never seen this movie. I had never seen it either. Dan! I know! I, I'm fooled every single time. I'm like, oh, Dan's picking this movie. He probably loves it, because he's the one who suggested it. And then we get here, and you're like, I've never seen... Never, never seen, seen this movie before in my life. And I'm like, what the heck? Okay. I know the movies that are in the canon that I'm supposed to see. Well, but I yeah. haven't seen them because I'm busy watching Father Knows Best. In your defense, you picked two Tom Hanks films. I mean, like... Yes. Every Like, even if you don't like romance or rom-coms or generalized chick flicks, these are movies you know Tom Hanks was in if you know Tom Hanks at all. Tom Hanks, Just like, yeah. Believe it or not, I've never seen Castaway, and I've never seen the entire... Yes, I am comparing these movies to Castaway, and I'm about to compare it to Saving Private Ryan, only because okay. only because Tom <laughs> Hanks is in both of those films. Um, you, know, you know, like, you just know his repertoire. Yeah, Not every movie's exactly. gonna be Forrest Gump, but we try. Yeah, and there are, like, the, the levels to Tom Hanks, where you... Mm-hmm. The ones that everybody's seen, like, Toy Story mm-hmm. um, and Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. But, yeah... And there are like the the three or four levels. Like everybody's seen it, most people have seen it. You've heard about it, or like the terminal. Mm, um, oh God. Or Turner and Hooch. Those <laughs> are on the on bottom Disney tier. Plus too. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, was that one Cloud Atlas or whatever? Wasn't he? In yeah, that Cloud movie? Atlas. I forgot about that, but he's in it. Yeah. He's in that Mary Poppins movie too. He plays Walt Disney. Anyway, yeah, Tom Hanks. Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, Tom That's Hanks. That's the one. That one was too sad. Two out of ten. I didn't I saw like that, that movie. On Christmas with my family. Mm. Thought it was fine. But, I, I mean, thought it was it's revisionist history, but I thought it was fine. Ooh, the scandal. The absolute scandal. Let's get the Disney on the phone. Scandal. No, please. Hello? I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't I'm know if you Um... Technically, I'm the owner of Disney. I own a share of them. Oh, my God. We're owners. We can talk about this. Yes. (laughs) We own 0.003%. We're like Eduardo with Facebook. That seems like really a lot, but yes. Yeah. We diluted a little more. Um, This 
is a Disney movie. It's on Disney Plus if you want to see it. Um, but it was the first movie released under the Touchstone Pictures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. branding. Touchstone Pictures also the production company behind. Any guess? Uh, I know I've seen the logo before. Is it something I like? Home Improvement. I knew it. Dag nabbit. I knew it was going to be something I liked. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I usually don't pay attention to the logos. You know, I'm just here for some laughs and some grunting and some mm-hmm. chainsaws. Call it quits. <clears throat> Thank you. That was everything. Uh, this was also the reason it was released under Touchstone was because they started that label I guess, to release their less family-friendly, family-oriented films. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's some moments... I mean, first of all, imagine... This is literally in my notes. Somebody had the audacity (laughs) to walk into a costume design meeting and go, okay, hear me out. Daryl Hannah, butt naked. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the costume. So... I mean, that right off the bat. And there's, like, a literal line where Tom Hanks is making out with Madison, and he goes, I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. And then he runs back and goes, you're going to put me in the hospital, and you assume they've just been boinking nonstop. (laughs) And there's just a lot of things that I'm like, I saw this movie, and I like this movie, but I think there's a reason why I didn't see this movie until I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the facts about the movie it was released in 1984, directed by Opie, produced by, <laughs> produced by Brian Grazer, written by Lowell Gans, Babalu Mandel, Bruce J. Friedman, and Brian Grazer, starring Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy, John Candy, and a bunch of other people that you've probably seen. Um, released on March 9th, 1984, with a budget of $11 million, it made $69.8 million on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a rating of 91% fresh, and Roger Ebert, however, gave it a 1.5 out of 4. Because the ending makes so- no sense. Thank you. No. Oh. He thought that the film's biggest failing was casting the then-unknown Tom Hanks as the lead. Rather than the established comedy star John Candy, they should have made Candy the lover and Hanks the brother. Then we'd be on the side of this big lunk who suddenly has a mermaid drop in his life. I don't think so, Tim. Tim? Uh, Yes, Alan. What? Roger Ebert? Oh, that was a home improvement quote. I was watching that, was that today. Almost, that was almost as bad as the time when I was at Gage. So Gage and I say, I, I don't think so, Tim, all the time because Gage knows mm-hmm. I love home improvement. And I was at his parents' house, and I kid you not, I Gage said something, and I said, I don't think so, Tim. And his mom went, who's Tim? And I think she thought <laughs> I called Gage the wrong name, and I was like, Tim Allen? <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, that's just how, what my family says. So, you know, anyway, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, I, I guess I, Roger's wrong here. Tom Hanks is the be all and end all of professional acting. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. He's just really good. I don't know this why. Was... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, it's speak your love, speak your truth. This is so lame, but I was watching this movie and I was acting like I was saying something intelligent and unheard of. I kept going, Tom Hanks is such a good actor. Like, <laughs> just because I thought that I had just discovered someone. Like, what? yeah. Anyway, you've just discovered multi-time Oscar winner Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. Yeah, for real. America's beginning sweetheart. of his film career. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first real starring role for Tom Hanks in a mm-hmm. big movie. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to this, he had been cast as a... He was in an episode of Happy Days. Mm-hmm. That I knew. Uh, I think you were he, the reason why I knew that. Probably. And he was also on... Um, what was the show with Michael J. Fox? Family Ties, yes. where he played his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hanks was 30 at the time of the release of Splash. Wow. He... Sorry, 28, not 30. Doesn't matter. He's still fine. He's he's age. very fine. We love Tom Hanks. There's a um, scene where he's shirtless in the movie. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Give me that body. He's not even, like, fit. He's just so cute. Yeah, he's felt... He's got a working man's bod. Mm-hmm. He works hard for his money. Also, I love his he apartment because I love that the there's an aquarium in his apartment. Like, yes. built into the wall. It's probably some sort of metaphor. I don't know. But I just really like the aesthetics of a literal wall bubble. I think the metaphor is he likes fish. Mm, I thought it was going to be something about, like, Madison is being held captive. Maybe we should get into the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's do it. So let's do the it. movie the movie starts out twenty years ago. Oh my that's god. That's it's, it's set. <laughs> that had me rolling. I was like, yep, twenty years ago when everything was sepia toned. Sepia toned in two thousand one. Yep. And mm, those are the days. Tom Hanks and his family are on a, a riverboat ride, or not a riverboat ride, a Cape boat ride in Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. Where Tom Hanks, as a child, child Tom Hanks, decides, you know what? I'm going to end it all, and jumps off a boat. However, he is saved from death due to the appearance of a child girl mermaid, the same age as him, who immediately they fall in love at first sight. It's already... uh, I'm just thinking to the end already and the line that makes no sense to me. You continue on, Dan. I'll be here. Oh, you're thinking to the, the end of the movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we then flash to 20 years in the future. So since they didn't give a set date for either of those, I assume, as I said earlier, that flashback takes place in 2001. Mm-hmm. And as such, this movie is set in a very odd alternate reality 2021 New York Honestly, where how 9-11 I, never it, happened. Yeah. And the fashion is still something I'm very comfortable with wearing, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, the shoulder of, pads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of oversized things, but also at the same time, tight things, you know. Gene Simmons. Yes. Oh, my God. That whole scene where she's jazzercising is uh-huh. a mood. It's a mood. <laughs> so we're we're into modern times now where Tom Hanks is now the co-owner of a wholesale fruit and vegetable business in New York that he inherited from his father, along with his brother who likes to look up girls skirts yeah uh, john, john candy. candy's whole character is so anti-disney he like 
my one of it's my other favorite lines. Yeah, one of my other favorite lines when Tom Hanks is surrounded by a bunch of uh, reporters and John Candy goes, "Is there anybody here from Penthouse?" And it's complete silence, and he goes, "Then we're not talking." And he goes, inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dead, just absolutely dead." Well, it's also because at this, when we first see John Candy, he's super excited that a letter that he wrote to Penthouse was published oh, in the magazine, and he's giving out copies to everyone. Yes. And I think it's called The End of the Lesbo or something. Absolutely hate it. Or, or it's like the, Tricking I, the Lesbian. It's so <laughs> like disgustingly yeah. chauvinistic, but it's so funny, too, because mm-hmm. it's uh, the absurdity of it all. There's just a lot of lines in this movie that didn't age well. And yeah. uh, that's one of them. That's one of them. Yes. Anyway. Um, I was looking it up and, and it was like John Candy's character. He's just supposed to be like the the lovable womanizing brother. And then he was like, today, John Candy's actions would literally be a sex crime in the state of New York. Correct. He would have been yeah. ar- like arrested <laughs> multiple times over. He would have to inform his neighbors every time he moves. Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, Tom Hanks's relationships throughout the years, they've mm-hmm. they have never lasted. He's never, he can't say I love you to his girlfriend who breaks up with him over the phone. Uh, I mean, is anyone surprised, to. you know? No. Not really. He, he's yeah. a committophobe. He, he's, he's the lovable curmudgeon, you know, in this movie. Uh-huh. Like, he's Hi. afraid... Oh, are you a lovable curmudgeon? I'd say I fall close to that. Oh, okay, Dan. Do you relate minus the part where you can't tell your girlfriend you love her? Because I assume you've told Anna you love her because you guys have been together for a long time. We've been together for three years. Uh, That's I have my said whole life. That I, like. I love spending time with oh her. Oh, my God. She said, I love you. And I said, well, there you have it. No, Dan, <laughs> not me trying to get you to be romantic on this podcast. Oh, man, I tried, Anna. You're I'm the sorry. wrong Anna if you're trying to be romantic. I'm not trying to be romantic with you. I just am trying to get you to say something nice about your girlfriend. But you engage is the very only tall. way you're similar. He's the same way. He'd be like, Anna, she's ugly. And I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> she has a lot of energy. I love Like an excited girlfriend. puppy. She's so sweet. She is. Hi, Anna. Um, I love you. Okay. Anyway. She's going to be very excited when she listens to this. Uh, so, Tom Hanks' girlfriend breaks up with her. I almost said her. And he is serving as basically the doorman at one of the employees' wedding. Oh, God. It's as, so cringy. <laughs> as successive guests come in, he breaks further and further down with each one, describing what happened to his relationship. First, she's sick, so she couldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Next, what's it to you? Finally, she broke up with me. Come on. Mm-hmm. It, very, very uncomfortable, funny. but also very funny. I Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the secondhand discomfort. And then drunk at a bar in Midtown Manhattan, he sees all these couples in love after he fell asleep on the bar. And Mood. he's like, oh, I want to be in love. I he he subverts the the movie stereotype of the woman who wants to get married and have kids and all that. He's the one who wants to get married and have a kid and all that. Well, he thinks there's something wrong with his heart, you know. That's what he yeah, says. That's true. There's something wrong in here. 
<laughs> and then his brother tries to freaking have them hook up with two girls, one of which I thought she was a guest at the wedding. So I was like, what? She had on mm-hmm. white? I was like, that is a faux pas. Yeah. Ma'am. Do not wear white to a wedding, ma'am. Especially I was a wedding after Labor Day. I was I was heated, Dan. I was heated. Good. Um, my brother is getting married in about two weeks, so mm-hmm. I will be wearing my all-white suit to upstage the bride. Ooh, yikes. That's going to be... Let me know how that goes for you. I don't expect that I will be asked to the reception. Mm, to your brother's reception? <laughs> to my, where I'm the best man, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to see... I'm trying to set the world record for fastest time getting de-best manned. Yes, well, let me know how it goes. Uh, speaking of the best man, Tom Hanks then catches a cab ride to Cape Cod from that New York City. That had to be expensive, my dudes. A hot 300 miles away. How much do you think that costs? I, I have no idea. I've never paid for a cab. That makes it sound like I take cabs and just leave. By which I mean, in Milwaukee, cabs were never really a thing in my life. And then Uber became a thing. So I don't know. I have seen like... In Milwaukee, like, 12 cabs in the five years that I've lived here. They're around. They just, like, I don't know why people use them. I I have never seen anyone get in or out of a cab in Milwaukee. <laughs> There's a cab that parks down the street from my apartment that I'm like, I wonder if he's getting any business, because I have not seen that cab move. Yeah, and, like, honestly, I feel like COVID really hurt the... Uh, already hurting cab business probably because yeah i am scared to get into somebody's uber right now because of uh covid you know it's not that i'm scared something bad will happen to me i'm scared they'll cough on me so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. fair fear anyway. so in cape cod tom hanks who was Dropped off on the wrong side of the Cape, apparently. I don't know how Cape Cod works. Yeah. Dropped Um, off with Eugene Levy. Yeah. We're too Midwestern to understand the geography. Yeah. It's more than just flat. Isn't it just like a, like a, a U shape? I don't know. I don't know. State of Massachusetts, right? This is in Massachusetts. Let us know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Write in. Mm -hmm. Email us in conclusion pod or podcast i don't know what our email is whatever dm us email yeah um at in also in cape cod eugene levy is trying to find a mermaid he has heard rumors that there's a mermaid in the cape he will find it that is now his one I, goal i have a question do you watch schitt's creek i do not oh dang it I've never seen Schitt's Creek. This is the only thing I've ever seen Eugene Levy in, even though I know he's famous. Really? You haven't seen American Pie? No. No. But I just wanted to know what his acting style was like, because his acting in this was just so much yelling. That's a lot of it. He's very absurd. He was on SCTV in Canada. Yes, that Uh, I I knew. Yeah, he's he's normally very loud, neurotic characters. Hmm. Um, okay, I was just curious. I did a little goog, but I wasn't sure. So, love the eyebrows, love the hair, mm-hmm. but you know, you. I think you have seen another thing with Eugene Levy in it. What? You know the film Curious George. Yes, the monkey. Are we talking about the monkey? Do you know the film Over the Hedge? Yes. 
these are cartoons. He wasn't physically in them. Well, he's in. He's the in. He's a voice in both of them. Okay. I love. It's also in a movie George called Russell. Gooby. Never heard of her. Well, it's about a living teddy bear. You mean Paddington? And an 11-year-old child who's scared of his new... No, like a human-sized teddy bear. Absolutely not. Throw it out. Nope. (laughs) No. So, Tom Hanks is getting carried across the Cape by a sailor in a very tiny boat where it dies. The skipper abandons ship, leaving Tom Hanks alone in the middle of the water. He can't swim. Um, wait, wait, okay, I have something else to say, but I'll wait till the end of the movie. Continue. <laughs> okay, so he can't swim, and he tries to fix the engine that died. He fixes it, but when he does, he falls off the boat, where he then gets saved from his certain doom by a now-adult mermaid. A mermaid who has a mysterious patch of hair CGI'd onto her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Disney. That is correct. If you're watching the Disney Plus edit of Splash, couldn't see too much crack because she has a very hairy butt. Now listen, if you're just watching the movie and you didn't know it was there, you don't notice it. You don't notice it. I didn't notice it until Gage said, did you see her hair? And I said, of course I saw her hair. What are you talking about? He goes, no, 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 no. Her butt hair. And I went, excuse Mm -hmm. me? And I rewound it. And when you watch and you're staring at her butt, yeah, it looks like CGI. It looks like like Monsters, Inc. Sully or something like that. Yeah, it looks like she was shaved. Like she's a bear and she Mm -hmm. was shaved except for one patch. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It doesn't look bad. Like I said, if you're just casually watching the movie and you're not paying attention looking for that, it's fine. But now that we've told you... You're going to see it. Mm-hmm. So, butt hair. But which also is what Disney, I call butter. We all have them. We all have butt cracks. We've all seen yes. butt cracks. I have seen Children butt can crack. see butt cracks. I've seen you a plumber's butt crack one or two times, you know. I don't mm-hmm. want I've seen a lot of people's butt cracks when I don't want to see them. That sounds weird, but you know, like I just mean that strangers, sound really weird. strangers bending over in the store or something like uh-huh. that, and all of a sudden you're being given a free show, and you're like, ah, no. ah, and you give them a dollar, and then you say thank you and quickly leave. You cry. You go to church and confess. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. It's not like for I'm I have sinned. Out here at the hardware store. People. It's not like I'm out here pantsing people, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. No. Maybe you are. That would end. You want to talk about things that would have ended John Candy in jail. If I was John yes. Candy, pantsing people would end me in jail. Yes, absolutely. In this movie. Yeah. So, um, after the mermaid runs away back into the water, she can't speak. Um, she goes back into the sea where we then see that she is a mermaid. When she's on land, she has legs. But she's dry. She's a leggy broad, me as too. someone from the 30s would describe her. Mm-hmm. How I would also Wait, describe me. You're a leggy broad. Absolutely not, but I'm <laughs> pretending I am. I'm short. Uh, only in stature. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. You know who else is short? Eugene Levy. I was saying, not Daryl Hannah. Her while She's underwater. a no. tall lady. 
She's an Amazon. Mm-hmm. I, she's like a model. I looked up her height. She's like 5'11", I think. Yeah. I was like, oh, supermodel girl. <laughs> uh, so Eugene Levy sees mermaid Daryl Hannah and tries to get a picture of her. Doesn't get a clear one. Uh, very disappointed. Snap back to future time. Oh, um, there goes gravity. I was yep. hoping you'd say reality, but you didn't. So I said it anyway. I know what you hope. I know your dreams. I'm here to be the reality check for them. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So Tom Hanks is back in New York, and Daryl Hannah finds his wallet in the alleged coral of Cape Cod. Don't know if that exists. I... I was stressed when he lost his wallet, okay? I, okay. I was like, that's gone forever because I forgot how this movie works, apparently. Also, uh-huh. can we talk about how his credit card said Vista on it instead of Visa? Did it? And that, yeah. <laughs> I was rolling over that. Anyway. Uh, so Daryl Hannah finds the wallet, and then she looks at a map in a sunken ship to New York, and she decides, well, I must go deliver this wallet. So she does. She goes to the Statue of Liberty, where okay. climbing out of the water naked, she provides a show to a ton of tourists. I have two things to say. One, I know she's a mermaid, but all these scenes underwater gave me a lot of anxiety because I think that if I was an actor and they were like, okay, we're going to film all these scenes underwater and you're not going to have any equipment to breathe or anything, you're just going to do it, I'd be like so anxious. Uh-huh. And two, men are just disgusting pigs. Okay, yeah, she's naked, but that doesn't mean you can run over and start trying to take pictures with her and stuff. They're, like, literally like, take my picture, take my picture with you. Mm -hmm. Did you get the whole body? I'm like, that's disgusting. You are a piece (laughs) of trash. You are a piece of human trash. But on the flippity-flop, as soon as she, like, lets them know that she's with Tom Hanks, he, when I tell you, he ran to pick up his girl. Yes, he did. He was like, that's my lady. Let me just, I'm on my way right now. He did not care. They probably said, there's a beautiful blonde woman here for you. And he was like, skirt, I'm on my way. Like, (laughs) (sighs) I just think it's Uh, so funny. Yeah. So as Anna alluded to, she gets arrested, I guess, for public indecency or something like that. Or just taken to a police station. Yeah. She probably got slapped with a fine. And they were like, okay, just pick somebody up or have somebody pick you up i mean yeah so she gets them to call tom hanks to come to the police station pick her up he skirts his way over there and he does indeed on the way back because well when he gets there immediately they start macking because all she knows how to do is tongue 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 couldn't Um, be me (laughs) so on their way back to tom hanks's exorbitantly large apartment so on their way back to tom hanks's exorbitantly large apartment um with an aquarium yes that has an aquarium inside he tries to to learn some more about her to no avail because again she can't speak but you know what she can do she can bang she can oh god stop you're gonna make me have to go to the hospital uh, I think it. I think he mentions that they do the dirty 
five times? All he can talk about is how they keep freaking. And Gage brought up an interesting point. Would you like to know what it is? Sure. Granted, this is something that did cross my mind. But Gage, this was his first time watching the movie. He goes, she can't talk. How is she giving active consent? Like, isn't this some sort of assault? And I was like, that's my woke boyfriend. Active consent. That is woke. But also... Uh to sound I, like the worst person in any political science class. Say it. To play devil's advocate. Gross. I just died. Okay, continue. Good. Um, she is enthusiastically participating when they're doing the making out that we see. Yeah. And we can... I, I know You can't assume anything, mm-hmm. but... I will in say... In the logic of the movie, I think we can assume. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think because it's a movie and you know the character is actively interested in the other character, I think it's okay in this situation. But just like, you know, it's just something interesting to think about with yeah this movie, how maybe it would be different if it was today. I don't know. Listeners, if you have anything you'd like to say, hit us up. I would love to hear your input. Uh, now I'm just picturing her... It's like Tom Hicks will ask a question. She just gives like a hearty two thumbs up. You know it. Like he's like, you want to get down and dirty and she just hits him with the thumbs up or he just nods. Yeah. Like like a Borat thumbs up. Oh God. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. So the next day Tom Hanks has to go to work and the mermaid woman, that's all we can call her, Daryl Hannah. uh, Her name is, you know what? (laughs) That's tr- that was pretty good. Thank you. It's from years of watching SpongeBob. <laughs> Aren't those the swears in SpongeBob? Yes. The dolphin yes. noises? Oh, well, how, how dare the- you? We have children who listen. <laughs> Patrick, how the ah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was a witch laugh, but that's just so funny. Come on. <laughs> okay, anyway. So. Daryl Hannah, after watching a bunch of TV, sees an ad for Bloomingdale's and decides, you know what? I'm going to go to Bloomingdale's. So, doing her best impression of David Byrne in the Once in a Lifetime music video uh, in a oversized suit, she Honestly, goes to Bloomingdale's and gets look, her learning though. on. It Two is a thoughts. look. Actually, she, look, she looks good in anything. I have something else I'd like to say. Tom Hanks is like the same size as her. Yeah. That Shouldn't suit would not be that oversized. Fit? Yeah, I think his clothes would just straight up fit her. Like I think they might be like, like a little wide. Yeah, or I was going to say a little snug in like the hips and the chest, but uh-huh. I think his clothes would just fit her. Yeah. <laughs> Try again, 1984. <laughs> um, also, we get another line that I was cringed at in this movie while she's at Bloomingdale's. Do you know the one oh, I'm going to say? Yeah, from the, the saleswoman. Yes. My daughter has anorexia. She's lucky. She has anorexia. I <laughs> absolutely burst into flames. I was like, that <laughs> is uh, not the move, ma'am. That is a terrible thing to say. Eating disorders it's are the awful. 80s. It, it was a different time. Yeah, well... Eating disorders are nothing to joke about, ma'am. No. Anyway, Ron, get Ron Howard on the phone. Let me critique this movie. Yeah, let me horror. let me call him up. I have him on speed dial. Hey, Ron, loved your work on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And how that's did, it. How many degrees separated from Ron Howard am I right now? Six? Probably. 
Well, that's what everybody is from each other. Six degrees of separation, but okay. 98 degrees of separation. That's just me and Nick Lachey. Yep. I'm trying to think if there's any way that I could jump from six to five degrees. I don't know, maybe. Um, I mean, there's an actor from Marquette who was my mentor named Pat Mm. Finn. Mm. Um, And he's been in, in every sitcom, so... Maybe maybe from there. I need to name drop someone else. Dan. Um, Robert De Niro, my oh. best friend. We're both uh, three degrees of separation from Raven Simone. <laughs> I yeah, I guess. Yeah, two degrees, three degrees. I don't know if you. I don't know. The last let's person. not give specifics about why. No, let's not. Let's just not. <laughs> but that also means. Oh, I don't feel comfortable saying that on the air. Never mind. Okay. I don't know what, well, who you were going to mention. We're four degrees of separation from Bill Cosby. <gasps> that means we're five degrees of separation away from the rest of the cast of I Spy, which was the first show that he was on. Oh, I guess you're right. You know what that means? We're six degrees of separation away from another show that a member of the other cast of I Spy was on. You're right. Wow. It really does it really does all connect, huh? Anyway, all I roads just, lead to I Spy. <laughs> I didn't mean to uh bring someone so uh controversial onto the show. I just, you know, that's just how the old brain was working. <laughs> Well, what's whoa. the worst possible option? We really are connected in a circle. I just had the weirdest thought because I was like, okay, we're three degrees of separation from Raven Simone, which uh-huh. means we're four degrees of separation from the guy who played Theo, which means we're five yeah. degrees of separation away from Danny Pudi. But then we do know Danny Pudi already. By yeah, which I like mean, we are professors who know him. I've That's a him. circle. Like I one just and a worked... half degrees. We worked in a circle. How cool yeah. is that? That's so cool. Okay, thanks, listeners, for tuning into our Six Degrees of Separation podcast. If you want any explanation, there's a connection through Marquette for all of this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you have to do a scavenger hunt to figure out the rest. I don't know if the person who is our connection listens, but... <laughs> I don't know either. This will be fun <laughs> if he does. Um. So, back to you Splanch. Will. Okay. At the at Bloomingdale's, the mermaid she learns how to speak English from watching all the TV ads. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of love it. I do too. Tom Hanks goes and picks her up at the end of the night and and takes her out of Bloomingdale's. Where she, she destroys the TVs. Yeah, she t- completely destroys the electronic section. Mm-hmm. Um, on their way, walking back through 1980s Times Square, which to me was the most interesting part of the movie. Dan, Just please, the it background. Was- 2011 or what year is it oh my god Two, no what year is it holy cow 2021 <laughs> i couldn't remember because you know the beginning did you think it was 2011 <laughs> anna what season of glee are we on oh god i don't know i don't want to be on a season of glee <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to uh, miss all of it <laughs> you're all minorities no, absolutely not. The thong song performance. You're in performance, the Glee Club. Not the thong song <laughs> performance. There's a trend uh, on TikTok 
that is um what's the scariest performance you've ever seen in a movie or tv show and literally every single video that i've seen it's always just a clip of matthew morrison and it is it absolutely is (laughs) my personal favorite one is when he goes up to jane lynch and he goes oh and happy hump day Mm -hmm. screaming absolutely screaming Okay. That's your favorite one. No, it's my favorite as in it makes me the most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And you know how, like, they give trigger warnings for things on TikTok. Mm-hmm. All fine and dandy. But my favorite one that keeps showing up is trigger warning Matthew Morrison. I What's that, that. going to trigger? Fight I, or flight? I need it. Yes. Um, so, Splash. The mermaid, she sees the street sign for Madison and she decides, you know what? I'm going to call myself Madison, to which this made sense at the time. Tom Hanks went, no, that's not really a name, but okay. Yeah, which had me shook because I was like, what do you mean that's not a name? And then I did some quick Googling and I was brought up to speed. Yeah, it basically, this movie basically created the first name Madison. Which is wild to think about because think of how many people like, I don't have any close friends with that name, but I know so many people named Madison. Well, yeah, 16 years after the movie came out, it was the most popular name for girls. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like how uh, apparently seven or eight years ago, the most popular name for girls was like Breckley. Yeah. It was all the Lee or Lay names. I know like Elsa, Anna, Uh and like Arya... Have been really popular. Well, I know a lot of people name their dog Arya, but I'm assuming it's the same for, like, humans. You know, like Arya Stark. I also have met an influx of dogs named Khaleesi, but Mm. that's just because before dating Gage, I didn't know zero. and I didn't know any, and as of this year, I now know two. So (laughs) that's where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, So... Madison tells Tom Hanks that she only has six days... In New York City until the moon is full. The direct quote is six fun-filled days until the moon is full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she will be unable to return home if she stays any longer. Tom Hanks, not getting the details, is like, well, no, we can get you a, a visa or, or something like that. And you'll be able to stay longer, not realizing that he's dealing with a mermaid. Um, I love it. He's trying. I mean, it's a little trying. bit. It's a little bit stressful how he asks her to get married, like, literally two seconds after meeting her, but uh-huh. it's a movie, I guess. It's romantic, but okay. in real life, not a chance. I think my parents were inspired by this movie. What? How long because were your parents my, together? Well, my mother's a mermaid, and my oh, dad yes. has hair similar to Tom Hanks. I thought you were just going to end it after my dad has hair. <laughs> but they got engaged after dating for three weeks that's crazy to me and they've been together for 30 this is this year is 33 years wow i mean like more power to them if you can make it work 31 years this year if you can make it work rock on but it could never be me you know (laughs) couldn't be me yeah. i made too many mistakes in my past <laughs> and then i think like well uh, maybe the apple does fall far from the tree in relation to me and my brothers because 
my brother who's getting married in two weeks has been dating his girlfriend for 10 years. Holy cow. Well, it's about really time, just trying I to, guess, right? Trying to even it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I started dating when they were sophomores in high school. And he didn't propose right then and there? Crazy. He prob- in, in the lunchroom? Absolutely nuts to me. Wearing his studded belt. Mm-hmm. The people who proposed in high school, there's a direct correlation with the amount of studded belts worn. Absolutely. I'm thinking of one person in particular. Was his name... Bryce? No, I don't remember what his name was, but I was friends with the girl. They are not together Mm -hmm. at all. Anyway, I just rode on the bus with them. (laughs) So... Tom Hanks and Madison, they basically have six fun-filled days together in New York City. Mm -hmm. Uh, They fall in love with each other. He says that he loves this fountain that is being torn out of a park, so she somehow gets it into his apartment. Yeah, how is it in? How did they get it through the door? But you know what? With a water hookup, too. How is it flowing? that's That's the art of movie magic, am I right? Disney bringing a smile to us every day. Um, meanwhile, Eugene Levy is trying to get the other scientists to believe him that he has found a mermaid. Uh, and he is basically throughout all of the, the fun times that Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah are having. He is chasing after them, uh, trying to reveal her as a mermaid because he knows that if he gets her wet. Hate that plot point. Right. Real double entendre. What uh, in the WAP is this? <laughs> WAP? I don't know. Either way. Um, something I do like about Eugene Levy's character is how he basically doesn't exist to Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah throughout like two thirds of the movie. Yeah, he's just like there, but they don't realize that he's essentially the villain. It's it's just so interesting. Yeah. The whole situation, because then all of a sudden he does become so like important to them i don't know yeah yeah he's such a like a comedic relief point in this movie though he might be the villain but he's also just comedic relief yeah exactly um so he at at a dinner where the president is speaking that somehow john candy got tickets for Mm -hmm. don't know how I, i was when the movie when this scene started i went give me my reagan that's not my reagan give me ronald He's an actor. He could do it. He was busy. What, being in the middle of his first term as president? Correct. So? I, I, that's all I have to say. He was busy. <laughs> uh, at the dinner, basically, Madison agrees to marry Alan, which is Tom Hanks's character's name. Um, and also, Eugene Levy gets dragged out because I think he's going to assassinate the president. Um, when really he's just there to spray water on the mermaid. But as they leave, in the most dramatic display of gunfights since the Dear Sister SNL skit, uh, he sprays her in slow motion with water about 47 times. So dramatic. The, it, oh, God. Dan, why did this <laughs> scene feel like it was about a million years long? It felt very long. It was like so painful like the slow motion tom hanks looking over and daryl hannah going ah ah, ah just, no uh, 
just exhausting to watch. Mm, what you say? That's literally. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Hanks, seeing that she's a mermaid, because he's very dense and hasn't realized this yet, uh, he's spooked and he basically he runs away without trying to save her and she gets taken by the government. Yeah, I will say it just it made me a little bit sad because he's like, I know he's surprised, but he uh-huh. turns into such a little bit of like, he kind of turns into a little brat over some of the yeah. stuff that, I don't know, it just makes me kind of upset, but yeah. Yeah, and basically, so she is being tested on by um, scientists who also do tests on Tom Hanks to see if he's also a mermaid, but no, he's just cutie patootie Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. He's just human. And, yeah. Oh, okay. I have something I need to say that Gage told me I was required to put into the podcast, even though it's embarrassing. So I'm doing this because I love him. Bring it in the world. So after they get Tom Hanks out of there and they have Madison in the tub of water, just like being sad, uh-huh. you know, her, her tail is like kind of shedding and stuff. Cause I'm sure they don't have her in salt water. I said something embarrassing. I took one look at the screen and with full confidence went, hmm, she kind of looks like, you know, how a fish looks when they're sick. <laughs> and Gage was like, Anna, <laughs> she is a fish. <laughs> he was like, are you stupid? <laughs> so just want to put that out into the world. So that I'm everyone very knows happy that you did what it's like to watch a movie with me. <laughs> it's not always a very uh, intelligent or stimulating experience. You're watching Star Wars. I wow. Was... He looks like Luke's father. In my Anna, defense. That what is I... Luke's father. What I meant to say is it looked like she had fin rot, but it came out. She looks like when a <laughs> fish is sick. <laughs> anyway. So Tom Hanks is complaining to John Candy about how, uh, again, Madison is a mermaid. Mm -hmm. And John Candy, redeeming himself, is like, no, you got love. You found it. You remember how happy you were with her? All of one day ago? Yeah. Remember those times? That turns Tom Hanks again. He realizes he loves her. He realizes he needs to save her, get her out of the government facility. Mm -hmm. Um so he goes and confronts Eugene Levy, who is also guilt-ridden with what he's done. Mm-hmm. And they agree to try and break her out of the Museum of Natural History. When the whole squad yeah. feeling guilty. Right? Yeah, that's constantly about everything in life. Mm-hmm. We're Catholic. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, I hope you feel guilty about saying that without saying a prayer beforehand. I do feel a little guilty, but I'm also yeah. still feeling guilty from how stupid I was while watching this movie. Uh, so the way they get into the Natural History Museum is they impersonate Swedish scientists. And the guard that they meet up with goes, oh, you know, I speak a little Swedish. So he says something in Swedish, to which John Candy responds in Swedish. I have a 12-inch penis, which I... is apparently good enough for the guard. I'll never understand. Hey, some of the best nudie films come from Sweden, so you know what? 
you pick up something after you watch 300 or 400 or 500. I guess you're right. I guess, Dan. Uh, so, they they smuggle her out. Uh, they get her out of the government facility, and then they have a chase scene. They're on the run. This scene goes on for a while, but there's not really much to describe about it. They're on the run from what seems like the government amount of cops from the Blues Brothers um, throughout New York City. True. And they make it to New York Harbor, where I say, don't jump in there, you'll get superpowers. You'll grow an extra arm. Yeah. <laughs> this, we're getting to the part that has me heated every time, Dan. Yeah, okay. The line. So, she gets in the water, she escapes, and Tom Hanks is like, you know what? I'm going after her. Wait, hold so. on one second. You skipped over the line. I skipped the line? Oh, I you thought the line the was... You skipped the line, Dan. I think... Wait, they're unless in the it's... water. Maybe it is when they're in the water. Either way, when she's like, you can come with me and we can, like, spend forever with my family or you can be with your family, blah, 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 blah. He chooses to stay, but then eventually, like you said, they jump in the water. But when yeah. they're in the... In the dang water. First of all, he says he can't swim. He's doing a perfect freestyle. He's incredible. Uh, I'm like the form. <laughs> yeah, it is a very good freestyle. When he's swimming mm-hmm. out there above the mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. in and full, then, fully clothed too. It's Great. like it's like he got in the water and he's swimming, and then all of a sudden he went, "Oh wait, that's right, I can't swim," and like just stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that irritates me the most is when she's like come with me and tom's like how would i do that i can't breathe underwater and she goes remember when we were little how while you were under the water you were safe <laughs> like that doesn't okay yeah but that still doesn't explain uh-huh. he's just like yeah aha uh-huh, you're right D- well also he goes that was you yeah okay that should we <sighs> <laughs> do you hear me sighing listeners do you hear me sighing but for real like tom i don't even remember the character's name anymore i'm just alan. tom alan thank you that's what i thought but i couldn't mm-hmm. remember what do you mean you're just and then and then at the end they just swim away together and it's just like a montage Into atlantis over the academy award original song nominee i don't know if it was actually nominated for anything uh well, who sings not. the song Oh, uh, they make a point of it. Because um, in the credits, it says featuring blank original song by mm-hmm. whomever. Um, I, it's someone. It's the most 80s ballad love song. Rita Coolidge. Mm, I don't know who that is. Well, anyway, yeah. it gets me really heated because they're just swimming away and he can just magically breathe and swim now and I guess it's fine and like what if not to be morbid but what if she dies before him is he gonna just die right afterwards because he can't breathe underwater probably yes and vice versa how long do mermaids live you know I'm assuming they have lifespans similar to that of a shark Mm. I don't know sharks live 80, Google. 90 years. How? Okay, or manatees? Would manatees be the best? Because people, when they were sea crazy, they would 
confuse manatees for mermaids. Why? Literally, why? But okay. <laughs> okay, look, you're a sailor. You've been on the, the sea for six months. All you've been eating is hardtack and staring at other bearded men. You'll see a... You see something curvy sitting on a rock. You're like, you know what? That's a woman. That's okay, woman got, enough for me. I got something to say. Okay. Um, sharks only live 20 to 30 years in the wild. Yeah, that's what I said. 90 that years. That's not what you said. <laughs> um, and if you think of manatee as a mermaid, I mean, that's a curvy mermaid, you know? It's like, very curvy. curvy like a, a circle, but... Yeah. <laughs> Manatee's just snacking on a whole head of lettuce, just not even moving. I'd be like, it's a boulder. <laughs> like, mm. Manatees are really cute, though. Looks like a f- woman fish to me. Ew. Ew. <laughs> oh, God. How many, how, many, how many sailors do you think have died from trying to, you know, you know? Boink a manatee? Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but, like, do you think it's happened? I think it's less than... I think it's more than zero. It's a non-zero number. Okay, okay. I just wanted to touch base, you know. I'm glad this that we're whispering This is kind of a sexual this. episode. I don't know. It is. Well, it's kind of a sexual, a sneakily it's sexual kind of a movie. sexual movie. Okay, wait. Also, I just opened up another Google page to Google up pictures of manatees, and I have a Fallout Boy random photo generating background. Uh-huh. And Pete and Andy look really good in this photo, so I'm just going to open up a new tab so that picture doesn't go. Oh, they gave me blonde Pete Wentz on this one. It's fine. Anyway, Google manatees. (laughs) So anyway, that's Splash. Um, It was the first time that I've seen it, and I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It's fun. It's not a stereotypical romance movie. No. I don't think think so, at least. Yeah, the, the strongest parts are... Because a lot of the times in romance movies, you don't see the parts of them becoming or acting like friends. Mm-hmm. You see them doing all date stuff and be cute like that, but not just like enjoying each other's time together. And that's something mm-hmm. that they do really well in this. You can tell that Alan and Madison really enjoy spending time together. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, as we all know, a lot of relationships, it's just hanging out together. It's not. Just yes. always going to dinner as much as I'd Especially like it to be. Especially this past I love, year. Don't even. I think I told you this before, but you know what's really weird to think about? What? The last time I ate in a restaurant, like sat down and ate in a restaurant, was for my anniversary in December. Uh-huh. It's, it's been like two months. I'm not trying to go anywhere. It's just weird to think about. Do you want to know something else that's weird to think about? Hmm. The last movie that I saw in theaters... <gasps> Uh-huh. Was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, absolutely not. David, shout out to David Rodriguez. He loves that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the last movie I saw in theaters was. Because Gage and I used to go a lot. Because I used to get a lot of free movie passes. And yeah. there were like a bunch of movie theaters that opened up. Like I remember one time we got free movie passes and a free meal from the local movie tavern that had just mm-hmm. opened. So we went and had to completely like... Food and a movie for free. I think it... When did Frozen come out? Frozen 2. Frozen 2? That came out fall of 2020. Did it? Nah, fall of 2019. No, 2019. Okay, then it was something else. Maybe it was Birds of Prey. 
I, I, I just thought it was because we're coming up on the year-long anniversary of this. And <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen a movie in a movie theater in over a year. Or in a year. And that's the longest I've ever gone without that. Yeah. Occasionally I used to go, all, yep. The last movie I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey. The we'll Harley have to Quay talk movie. about Birds of Prey on the podcast sometime. Because I sure. really liked it. Me too. Um, but we should probably talk about Splash. Sorry, yeah, we got distracted again. <laughs> um, what with this year of depression? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun. This is a fun movie. I really enjoy plot-driven comedies as opposed to the like Judd Apatow-style riff for 20 minutes and then cut mm-hmm. up the scene however you want. I really enjoy movies where, you know, something happens. Yeah, and, I really and, like this movie. And where there's a countdown. Like, with for some reason, this reminded me of Tommy Boy a little bit, mostly because of... It had a plot. It was driven by plot as opposed to the characters. I don't know. I don't know. It's cute, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a very cute movie, and I really like it. I just think the ending is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I The last 20 minutes of the movie, I was... Like, the, the whole chase scene part, I wasn't interested, to be completely honest. Yeah. I didn't really... I didn't care. And then it ended with them swimming off to Atlantis, and which is apparently just off the coast of New York. Uh, and I was like, mm, okay, well, you know, you've, you've built up enough goodwill throughout the movie that I'll let this pass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good movie. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's like, not a lot to add. If you want a stereotypically 80s movie to watch, this might be the move, my dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got Tom Hanks in it. It's got mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy. You can't go wrong with it. Those are some classics. You'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I enjoy it more than I thought I would because of Tom Hanks. Because yeah. I enjoy everything that he's in. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Gate. Like I said, I was watching this whole movie as though I discovered a new actor. Yeah. That Tom Hanks sure is talented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some, some trivia about it. Um. The movie, as I said, made $69.8 million, which was Disney's first real live-action hit since The Love Bug in 1969. Is that Herbie? Yeah. Mm. Um, this was Ron Howard's first major directorial film. I mean, he killed it. Not enough Dutch angles, but he killed it. Yeah, I know. The tale that Daryl Hannah had was fully functional when she was the mermaid. Um, that's kind of cool and also when they were trying to find a stunt double for her to do the swimming stuff mm-hmm. see if they that she could match like their swimming style and stuff mm-hmm. she was like can I just do it because ever since she was a kid she has been swimming doing dolphin kicks underwater so what in the nerd is that I know right so not only that but she swam faster than her like safety swimmers who had the air tanks near her she would out swim them okay daryl what is she part fish like yeah 
Calm Darryl, down. Was the tail real, Daryl? Oh, ooh, I was scrolling past Facebook and a scary clown picture popped up. That's why I don't, I shouldn't scroll on Facebook while we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> that was really scary. That took 10 years off my life. Uh, anyway, yeah, no. If I was her safety swimmer, I'd be like, wait, wait. I, do you think like that her height <laughs> helped her at all? My cousin is Absolutely. like 5'11", yeah. and she was a really fast swimmer. Yeah, 100%. Um because with high with swimming it's if you can do a, a dolphin kick i'm mm-hmm. trying to I i'm trying to do with my body right now i'm like practicing yeah. it like i'm thinking about you I displace more water yeah which is so oh it's so interesting i'm a big arm swimmer you know i was big on the breaststroke when i was little uh-huh. that was my favorite one i don't know why it's one of the ones that are more exhausting but i like it <laughs> yeah oh i i was on swim team through junior high and let me mm-hmm. tell you d- despite being a leggy broad mm-hmm. and and playing volleyball not a good kicker yeah, not good no. at kicking i th- i would do freestyle and i would just be dragging myself mm-hmm. in the water when i was starting high school my mom was always like you should try out for swim team i ended up doing cross country which was at the same season yeah but I don't think I like think I'm not afraid of water, but I'm a little afraid of water because <laughs> I like the f- idea of me getting tired and just like, oh, in the water really freaked me uh-huh. out. <laughs> so, you know, also, I used to think that sharks lived in the lights in swimming pools when I was little. So that's a thing. That's a thought. But I love sharks. So anyway. Yeah. I love them uh, from a distance. Save the sharks. Don't stop fitting. Okay. Good. Yes. So the movie, so Splash was first written in 1977. Oh. Um, but it was stuck in development hell because there was a movie called Mermaid that was in development at Columbia Pictures that had the story of a man falling in love with a mermaid at the same mm-hmm. time, but it had a bunch of people already attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jessica Lange going to be the mermaid and Warren Beatty was going to be the male lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that never got made, obviously. Mm-hmm. So finally, it was only after Disney picked it up mm-hmm. that they would say they were going to make the movie. For a split second, when you said a movie called Mermaid, I thought you were going to say, but then it turned into Mermaids, the movie starring Cher. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, there's no mermaids in that movie, though. That's why I was confused. Yeah. There are no actual Um, mermaids in that film. But I think somebody tries to kill themselves in the water. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. So some of the the actors and actresses that were considered for the movie. uh, Jeff Bridges. Okay, interesting. He's kind of a a good-looking dude. I mean. Chevy Chase. No. Throw him out. Richard Gere. No. The obvious second choice, if you don't have Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton. Oh, he's scary looking too. No. <laughs> Kevin Klein. <clears throat> Bill Murray. No. Christopher Reeve. Mm. Burt Reynolds. Oh. Robin Williams. Interesting. That could have been interesting. It could have. And Johnny Travs, John Travolta. Absolutely not. Throw the whole film out. <laughs> uh, and I then think... for Madison. No. 
Okay, sorry, what? Uh, wait, sorry. No, you were going to say something about Robin Williams. I, no, I just, I think Robin Williams would have been good, but I also can't see anybody doing it better than Tom, you know? I agree, yeah. Like, it would have been really think... different, way more manic with mm-hmm. Robin Williams. I think Robin Williams would have, we wouldn't have needed as much with John Candy or, I feel like you could have morphed the brothers into one character if it was Robin yeah. Williams. Um, I also feel like having Robin, I could see Robin Williams almost playing Eugene Levy's role more mm-hmm. just because I picture, I mean, like Robin Williams is a leading man in a lot of ways, but when I picture him as a leading man, I don't picture him as a love interest. I picture him as like, this story is a, yeah. Or I was going to say like in Mrs. Doubtfire, he's the dad, but he's the leading man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's yeah. like, I, Maybe this is just like, you know, one of those things where I just haven't seen enough Robin Williams movies because mm-hmm. my parents weren't like huge into his stuff. So I never really watched it. But that's just yeah. what I think. Um, So considered for the role of Madison, we have Rosanna Arquette, mm-hmm. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <gasps> you're in. I'm like literally shook by that idea. <laughs> I can't picture it, but also I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Melanie Continue. Griffith. No. Jodie Foster. Side note, going back to Melanie Griffith for a second. Every time I think of her, I think about the one Family Guy episode in which Peter has a life-size cutout of her that he carries around everywhere. <laughs> and it's like an actual picture of her in the cartoon world. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Uh, Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Diane Lane. Hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. <gasps> My queen. Tanya Roberts, who was Midge on that 70s show. <gasps> oh. Um, Interesting. I can't picture her. Well, I mean, I can picture her. I can't picture her as playing anything but Midge. Even well, she was in she wasn't Charlie's Angels. She, I think she would have fit. Well, it's because she got the big bazongas. Yeah. Well, there you go. And also, I'm sure she's a wonderful actress. Yes. But... <laughs> They make such a point of that on that 70s show that that's all I can think about. Uh, speaking of which, Brooke Shields. Yep. Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen Turner. I can picture Brooke Shields doing it, but that's yeah, also because too. I think she's really similar to Daryl Hannah. Like, she's this tall, model-esque, statuesque mm-hmm. figure. This, like, just this... Uh, and then one more casting what-if for mm-hmm. John Candy's character. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen. What? <laughs> are you being serious or are you I am kidding? being serious. He was considered. Um I love that. Yeah. I I love that. I'm biased. You know I like Tim Allen. Of course. He makes me <sighs> This is such a controversial statement. Um his shows, I'll say this, his shows make me feel really safe and happy and warm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything about him. I don't know him as a person. <laughs> but I just like, I like his show. You know, what in the Toy Story can you just imagine when he and Tom Hanks were together for the Toy Story Land opening? Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. So uh, on that on that note, would this movie be better or worse or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I can't think of a role for him. He's too young. There's no yeah, role. There's no role. 
He could play like young Tom Hanks for two seconds. <laughs> I guess, sure. Maybe. I don't even know if he had been born yet. Let me look. In 1984? Oh, wait, you're right. He definitely had been born. I wasn't he born He was yet. alive. Yeah, well, only in dreams. Um, and then... Better yeah, he would have been three years old, though. Perfect. He could play the young... No, he couldn't even play the young kid. Wait, Whatever. What? Why is Richard Karn trending? What is going on? What? <laughs> He's trending. He had the little blue arrow next to his name. Oh. Okay, anyway. Um, better works than the same with Jimmy Stewart in it. Eh, the same. I don't know who he'd roll. He'd probably be the, the evil government scientist. It'd be the same. I don't know. Not There's no role that any of our usual suspects could take. So, no. Anna, on a scale of one to five, Atlantis is being right off the shore of the New York mm-hmm. Harbor. What do you give it? Three and a half. The ending really rubs me wrong. Okay. How about um, you? Again, surprisingly higher than you. I'm giving it a four. You really love these sap movies. That's why. I do. I really like, <laughs> I like happy movies. Yeah, I know. I just, we're very different sometimes, Dan. I know. You and me, we're not the same. Oh, God. We're standing back to back opposites. <laughs> My family oh, guy gosh. jokes are on point tonight. They very much are. Do you have anything else you want to add about mm. Splanch? Splanch? What? Huh? You you called it Splanch? I've called it Splanch four times throughout this episode. Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> um, I I think if this is the movie that gave Tom Hanks his start, I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this character has a lot of things that are that would be easy to make him unlikable about him Mm -hmm. but tom hanks plays it in a way that's almost relatable yeah and i think that is part of what makes him so amazing i I, like i said i feel like i'm reinventing the wheel here because i'm just saying over and over again how great he is and i know i don't how good of an actor tom hanks is Yeah. yeah and i know he doesn't need to hear it and i know everybody knows but if you want to watch a movie that's going to be like, hey, here's like sometimes it's really fun to go back and watch movies from when actors were really young and mm-hmm. see what it was like to see them in a movie before they were the movie. Yes. You know what I mean by that? Like now if you go see a movie, you're like, oh, I'm seeing it because Tom Hanks is in it and I really like him. Like yeah. how many people do you think actually saw that movie about Sully and enjoyed themselves? I enjoyed it. I thought it okay, was Okay, but you're a thousand years old, Dan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was a Tom Hanks and um, the dude from Mad Men, directed by Clint Eastwood, who only ever does one take of each scene. It's great. I'm exhausted just listening to you list that off. <laughs> I would not. There's nowhere for me to fit in, and I know not every movie is for me, but there's nowhere for me. But you know what I mean? Like, now you, like, look at those movies and, well, like... Dream castings. So many dream castings. Like, Walt Disney and Tom Hanks don't even look the same, but Tom Hanks is picked to play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's such a good actor and can bring the character to life. 
Tom yeah. Hanks doesn't even look like Captain Sully. He doesn't look like the guy from the boat, but he's picked to play these characters because he's just such a transformative actor. But at the same time, he's so well known that he'll always draw a crowd. And it's mm-hmm. so interesting to go back. Like, what did you say? This movie was 11, it had a budget of 11 million and it made 66 million or something like that. Yeah. Think about it. Like, compared to some of the movies of today that he's in, that's nothing. Absolutely. And it's just so interesting to think about, like, this was kind of a lower budget movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say low budget because it's not, but lower budget. And even same with Ron Howard. Like, this is where these people that we know of today and respect as, like, high ups in the world of movies and cinema where they kind of cut their teeth. And it's, like, on a movie that you'd think is so silly because it's just a cute little romance movie about a mermaid in New York. And it's, like, so interesting to think. It's it's fascinating to me to think about how, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be some big thing for you to be able to make it if you have the skills and Mm -hmm. the tools to be successful. You always will find a way. Yeah. For reference... Tom Hanks and Ron Howard's most recent collaboration together, Mm -hmm. uh, the 2016 instant classic Inferno, Mm -hmm. had a budget of $75 million, Mm -hmm. and it made $220 million at the box office. Exactly. Because those are two people that... Those are the numbers you get when you have them. Yeah. Those are people that we all know and love. Look... I can't wait for whoever the hot upcoming director is when he finally does a movie with Jake Paul. And I hated then... that you said that. I'm ending this conversation. Perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what is your rating, Dan? Let's get. Wait, uh, did you give your rating? No. Yeah. You did. Four out of five. I, sorry, I completely blacked out. I went on such a tangent. I just <laughs> don't even remember where we were. Four out of five. I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. It's very light, very breezy. It is. It's a good, like, it doesn't, I think it's two hours long, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, so that's it for Splash. Now is the time where we would normally tell you what movie we're doing next week, but we don't know yet. So what we'll else find is new? out next week. <laughs> um, if you like the show and you want to follow it on the internet, you can on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. Um, you can also give us money at patreon.com slash in conclusion. We have a bunch of perks. We will be sending out stickers. Yes. To shout all out of to our Eliza. patrons. And it's friend Eliza, Eliza or Eliza, Eliza, like Eliza. And his friend and Peggy. Um, yes. <laughs> made wonderful in conclusion stickers that we will be sending out to patrons so if you would like one become a patron and guess what you're gonna get some sweet sweet sticker mm-hmm. but the best way you can support us is by telling your friends spreading the word and letting us know what movies you want us to talk about because we are nothing if not easy to sway so Absolutely. tell us we got to give the people what they want mm-hmm uh, if you want to find me online, you can on Twitter at DanOkeefe86, on Instagram at D-L-R-A-A-R. Anna, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram at AtomusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with something. I don't surprise. know what. Surprise. Oh. Oh. It's just going to be Splash again. <gasps> we critique so, all of Tom Hanks' works. Oh, gosh. Including Mamma Mia, which he only produced. Did you say Mamma <laughs> The way you pronounced that was so Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yeah. Mamma Mama- Fine. Mamma Mia. Here I go again. Is that better? My, my. Yes. It's, it's not worse. Uh, so... <laughs> Come back next week. Same in conclusion time. Same in conclusion channel. We'll be waiting for you. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Have fun. Wear a mask. Bye-bye. Bye. So you bet your butt I'm going to pay 35 cents to get the ramen noodles. And then just buy my own vegetables and use my own sauces and make it delicious instead of a salty nightmare. (laughs) 